Look, I think we should have an outline. We've never had an outline before. If you're going to lean forward, I'm going to move the mic further away from you. No. I'm, how's this? Can I stay right here? Yes. This is where I'm going to be. Okay. Welcome <laughs> to another brand new episode. No, dude. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Romantic Underpinnings. Chapter 8. The 8th chapter. This is a chapter that I, Andrew, wrote. And I am recording and indeed writing a book alongside... <laughs> Ashton? It feels weird to say my own name. But hello, people. Yes, it's us. And um, we are alternating chapters of a historical romance novel. I write, she reads, and then she reads, and I write. Oh, wait, you're our faithful listeners, so it really doesn't matter. Um, anyway, we're a little bit rusty. There's been a slight delay in writing this article, or I mean this chapter. There's been a delay in writing this chapter. It was caused by stuff. Um... Is there anything else to take care of in it? Oh, wait, wait. Actually, this is great. I want to hear you recap the plot of the book up to this point. You're really putting me on are. the spot. I really don't know. As far as I remember, they're about to board a ship. That's all I got. I know that you did a reread over the last, um, since we like recorded the last episode, and you said that I royally messed up the plot. Which I have not re yet reread, but I will do getting pre prepared for my next chapter, which will be next week. However, I have no idea what's happening. Okay, so <laughs> I'll give you a quick I'll give you a quick recap of the last two chapters. Mm. So chapter six, the last one I wrote for today's beautiful chapter, um, the boat had already set off <laughs> and was leaving London, going down the Thames heading over toward France on this clandestine mission that our hero, Anthony, and heroine, Agatha, disguised as the young Dutch uh, apprentice sailor, Peter de Hooch. Uh, if that's... No. Peter, <laughs> what? No, I don't, I forgot her. I forgot his last name. I think it's Peter Hauk. Anyway. What? Peter? Yeah, that's his, That's Agatha's fake name. You'll oh, find out. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. So I will say, dear listeners, uh, it's been a while, so this isn't all my fault. <laughs> barely over three months. So, um, anyway. Which you don't know, because obviously we've released this every week. So Yes. Um, in Chapter 6, they departed on God the ship. Dang it. That means I really fucked up Chapter 7. Well, I mean, you had to... There's just some parallel timeline stuff going on. You had some things to take care of. You did establish the crew. I sort of punted on the crew of the ship because I well, didn't know who they were. the crew. I guess it works okay. There's probably some tense issues, if I had to guess. Oh, there... <laughs> I mean... There are tense issues that have nothing to do with the timeline. Are you making a joke? No, I'm making an observation as someone who once had a temp job as a proofreader. Anyway. Oh, I thought you were saying you were tense. No, no, never. Like a tense, you know. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm always relaxed around the entire writing and editing process. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but anyway, chapter seven, your last chapter, mm -hmm. Anthony, our captain, our hero, our soon-to-be lover, if all goes well. Maybe, I don't know. 
I mean, we're only like almost halfway. They don't usually get together till two thirds or so. And there has to be a big thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it is a romance novel. So I feel like there's going to eventually be a not only love yeah, match, we'll but see. happily ever after. Although we might, we might. You're draw... ruining it. Spoiler alert city. That's literally not a spoiler for a romance <laughs> novel. It's not what? a romance novel if there isn't a happily ever How after. How dare you? It can be romance. We might buck the convention. I don't like that idea, but um, <laughs> anyway, it could be like a romantic adventure novel. If it's a romantic, but some other type of novel, they don't have to have the happily no, ever after. No, I'm just messing with you. We've already talked about the ending being happily ever after. I'm just, okay. just poking I mean, the bear a little bit. Well, we could prod people, or we could, sorry, you were saying poking and then I meant prod. I meant we could lead people along for a few more books with the sort of will they or won't they situation. No, so that there's just going to be subsequent people like they do in traditional. Oh, so we need side characters. To we have side characters, other. hence the crew. Were you not paying attention? I can't wait. Okay, so we need to... <laughs> We should get two of the crew members to, like, start Ooh, maybe circling each other and potentially fall in love in the next book. Um, anyway. Don't get ahead of yourself. I can't even keep track of the current timeline. Well, in Chapter 7, uh, Anthony, our hero, our lover, our darling, assembled his crew and got to the point where they were about to leave the next morning, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Um Anyway, back in my timeline, in chapter eight, I picked up from the end of chapter seven, but used the crew members who were introduced. And um, you are about to read aloud Agatha's experiences on her first day disguised as not only a man, but a sailor. That's not her first day disguised as a man. She's been disguised as a man this whole time, basically. Yeah, but she, this is her first day sailing. That's true. I see. Her yeah, first she's day. She's met him. She's been a man this whole time, basically. That, that's true, but this is her first time full time as a man. I see. She was only moonlighting before. Ah. It was the it was gig work, and now she got hired full time. Mm. Great. Let's explore language, romance, and resilience, and welcome to romantic underpinnings. Is there anything else you'd like to? Uh... Make the people aware of before I dive in. Now I think you're too far from the mic. How's this? Sexy. <laughs> um, all right. Take it away. <clears throat> all right. Here goes chapter eight. Agatha had sailed on ocean much more open than the North Sea. But after her life at court, the expanse of sea she encountered at the mouth of the Thames felt like a new plane of existence. The late afternoon presented a lull aboard the ship, and the strange man named Dipper joined Agatha at the rail. You did well navigating on the river, said Agatha. That was the easy bit, lass, Dipper said. Did you just call me a lass? It's all right, lass. My concern is with the stars and the wind, not with whatever you've brought along in your britches. Maybe you'll be good at cooking after all. Agatha decided to ignore the last comment, as her cooking would be adequate punishment for Dipper's chauvinism. How did you know? She asks. I notice things, lass. It's my job. This is easy compared to evading patrol ships in Le Havre. I think you mean Le Arve. Is that right? <laughs> no, you Did you just put this in to torture me after me poking at your three-month delay? Plop. You knew I wouldn't be able to pronounce any of this shit. 
Yeah, but I wrote that despite not knowing you'd be able to pronounce it not because you of it. You knew despite yeah. not knowing. You definitely knew. Oh, I did know. But Ugh. no, this is this is not just French shit that you can't pronounce. This is a bona fide plot point. I but couldn't it be named like something I could pronounce, like London or something? Well, read on and you'll see. However, okay, I would like to see? clarify to the readers that, yes, please. that so Dipper pronounces the name of this certain northern French municipality as Le Havre. <clears throat> okay. And Agatha slash Peter corrects him and says <gasps> Le Havre. Oh, Jesus, you guys. Okay. <clears throat> I think you mean Le Havre, Agatha blurted instinctively. Dipper raised a grisly white eyebrow. I can deal with you being a lass, lass, but please tell me you're not French. Don't worry, Mr. Dipper. I just learned French as a child. I had um a tutor. Dipper gave a slight curtsy. Charmed, my lady. I hope you didn't bring along your best china because it might fall off the gunwale. Agatha elbowed him. Don't make a scene. If you don't plan to expose me directly, you might as well not make everyone else ask questions. Dipper's face went flat. I'm ever so sorry, Your Grace. I'd no more tell Captain Thatcher that you're an imposter than I'd rip the silver spoon out of that pampered mouth of yours. Whatever you're up to, it'll be more fun to watch than most foolishness that sailors get up to. That said, your knowledge of French could be meaningful on our mission. Just come up with a better story of how you learned it. Why would I have to... Listen up, lads! Dipper bellowed. Agatha noticed too late that he'd turned to face inward from the royal. A set of heads poked up from hatches or around from the sails. It turns out that our boy Peter can speak French like a regular Garkin from Paris. Garcon, muttered Agatha to the waves. How is that? Is that wrong? Yes. Yes. Okay. Are you going to say it's it? It's got a little squiggly thing under the sea. You're a little squiggly thing under the sea. What? How do you say it? You know I can't pronounce any French. Garçon. Oh, yes. I don't think I did Christ that quite right. Christ and Definitely a soft sea. Dear listeners, you should see his face when he pronounces the French words. All right. <clears throat> Anthony emerged from his cabin at the stern. Why would a Dutch gutter snipe know French? He asked. Agatha had to turn around to face the attentive crew. I used to be a stable boy for a French family in League. How do you say it? Oh, that's Liège. Liège. The lady of the house took me under her wing until... Say no more, my good lad, shouted Jack. I know a thing or two about jealous husbands. I'm not sure what kind of husband would think to be jealous of you, but you're pretty manly compared to a Frenchman. So you had to run away then. Agatha silently thanked the gods of stupidity. Yes, I left with the clothes on my back and eventually stowed away on a ship to London. I don't believe a word of it. Say something in French, Charlie shouted. I swear to God you did this just to torture me. Um, did I include the translation? I don't think I did. No. I used Google Translate. It's not as if I actually know this shit. Okay, but at least you're pronoun you know how to pronounce things. I don't even I can barely pronounce English, which you are aware of. Yes. <sighs> Agatha thought for a few seconds and decided that she absolutely had to say something before incre incredulity took over the entire crew. Did I say incredulity wrong? It's usually incredulity. Oh, Jesus. Je n'ai pas pas croqué, je suis sur un bâton, point plein de hommes, puntas à l'un de ma amour, stan un robe en insulant tout le monde, she finally managed. Would you like to redo that? No, against all odds, you nailed it. No, I did not. I mean, she said something about like, 
I can't believe I'm out here on this boat instead of sitting around in a dress insulting people. Like, I don't have to read the French, but okay, that's sort of what I But I, I mean, like, my Translate. pronunciation could not have been good. It was great. <laughs> you don't have to lie to me. Do you want to redo it, or is it fine? It's fine. Okay. I feel like you're lying. She said it perfectly. You already know the character, and you don't have to worry, because I'm going to play her in the movie adaptation, oh, and I'll pronounce okay. it perfectly <laughs> in the film. Mm. Most of the crew beamed at this evidence of a hidden and useful talent. Lobo narrowed his eyes. As the rest of the crew huddled around Anthony to discuss the ramifications of this information, without feeling the need to involve their most junior crew member, Lobo joined Agatha at the rail. His leer made Agatha's skin crawl. How much time have you spent in dresses, young man? Why, why would she say something about dresses? Because she didn't think any of them knew French. Oh my god, that's just dumb though. Yeah, she's also dumb. She's not that. She's, fuck, Anthony's dumber than she is. Well, I wanted Lobo to know that she was faking it. Ah, you just want half the crew to know and half the crew not to know? You'll see. Oh, Lord. You wouldn't believe me if I told you, said Agatha. And does everyone know that you know French? The difference between us, Peter, is that I know what I'm doing. In my life of work, it's useful to eavesdrop on wealthy visitors who think a man like me won't know what they're on about. And in my line of work, it's not always a good idea to let on everything I know to anyone who may ask. Not even your employers, asked Agatha. Especially not my employers. My employers think I work for them and I want to keep it that way. I tell you this because you're stupid, but in a smart way. Everyone else on this ship is smart in a stupid way. I don't think you're stupid enough to pass on anything I might tell you. Why wouldn't I? These sailors are men of the world, and if anything I've learned about sailors is true, I doubt they'd be shocked by a full translation of what I said. Lobo's scowl became a grin. I'm not talking about exposing you, lad. I'm talking about throwing you overboard and making it look like an accident. That wouldn't be difficult the way you attack the rigging like a one-eyed goose. I've done you the honor of taking you into my confidence, and it's an honor that you should take very seriously. The bravado that had sustained Agatha over the last day and a half collapsed all at once. She felt small, alone, and suddenly cold against the bitter wind. What do you want? She managed to croak. Lobo seems to wax Lobo seemed to wax larger and grin wider as Agatha shrank. It's simple, my dear lass. I want a cut of whatever you have planned on the side. I haven't figured out what your game is, but I'll know when you make your first move. You can let me in the easy way or the hard way. With the risks you're taking, the reward might be something amazing. Must be something amazing. And hopefully expensive. Should we... Uh, I know it's been a few months for us and all our listeners just heard these people get introduced last week. But I feel like we should really quickly recap because other people have been spending a week like doing amazing things. And it's Shouldn't, not like reading a book. I mean, we should have done that at the top. Well, yeah. I mean... Well, maybe That's we'll fine. edit in like a really slick, like uh, Reservoir Dogs style, like introduction of every crew member. But I just want to make clear that, well, Dipper is the weird navigator guy that Jack found, or sorry, that, um, who's our dude? Anthony found. Anthony Thatcher, we just came up with his last name, because uh, I don't think he had one. But uh, if you're listening to this and he did have one, we're, we apologize because we forgot. Um, Jack, who piped in really quickly is a big, often drunken lout who's nonetheless very loyal. And Lobo is a 
pickpocket, very unreliable, shady character who Anthony recruited because he's doing shady things in France. And uh, that's it. And I actually think <clears> I was and thinking... Charlie. Charlie is... I don't know as much about Charlie. I believe he's the explosive expert, right? I don't think so. He's Lobo actually, explosives. I don't think you actually... I think you forgot about well, the need no, for an explosives expert. Well, no, she goes to his house, to, but finds the brother. Yeah, but that but was... what was he for? Navigator? He no, Dipper's a navigator. Hmm. No, I think you actually forgot. We just You'd mentioned another man. Yeah, you forgot that you that you'd mentioned need an explosive expert in an earlier chapter, and mm. I think Charlie's just like a dude who can be on I think a he's ship. Just a good sailor, right? Yeah, he's like a, he's a he's a sailor boy. Anyway, so Charlie's there. I didn't flesh him out very much because I don't know what his deal is, but I had enough. I feel like I had enough about Lobo <clears> and Dipper to get a little bit more into them. However, I do think that it was my own literary failure in writing the chapter. I really should have smuggled in more of Agatha's perceptions of these characters in the narration instead of just having like Lobo pop up and start menacing her. So uh, that's good because it's sort of a short chapter. So I'll go back and flesh that out. Well, you're getting a real behind the curtain look now. I guess we're going to have to leave all this in. I mean, that's sort of the point of the podcast. We're not like, I know. I I get it. It's a little exposition for the people, honey. Hell yeah. All right. All right. Let's let's uh let's see what happens next. All right. Agatha could nearly smile again when she pondered how utterly unprofitable all her half-forward plans would prove. Does everyone know I'm a woman? she asked. Lobo reached out and brushed a stray lock of hair behind Agatha's ear with a delicacy that made the gesture all the more menacing. I can tell that Dipper knows, and I imagine that Charlie and Jack will and even Jack will cotton on eventually. You'll need to either refine your disguise or figure out how to keep them quiet. I wouldn't worry about Anthony, though. You'd have to sit on his face and spin around while banging a tambourine for him to take you at anything other than face value. I know he's seen the sea and he's seen the world, but there's something so pure about that man it makes me sick. As is on cue, Anthony yelled that it was time for dinner. Agatha retreated below decks and started to wrestle with the food she'd purchased. The scattershot array of provisions emphasized the lack of thought she'd put into this entire endeavor. But as with this mission, the only way she'd feed the men was to muddle through and hope for the best. She managed a sort of stew that exhibited... Exhibited, is that? Yeah. An alarming variety of consistencies from bite to bite. Once the men were munching away below deck, she ladled up a bowl for Anthony and carried it up to his cabin, only scalding her arms slightly while negotiating the meal up the ladder. Why would his cabin, his cabin, all the cabins would be below decks. Did you look it up? No, but I feel like, I feel like the captain's cabin is higher up and in the back. No, there are no cabins above the decks. There's a, there's a, there's like a like a navigational booth oh, but situation, it's but it's not a cabin. Okay. Just FYI. And this type of ship is so small, I doubt that. Well, I think his is the only actual cabin. Right. But, I feel but like it would still on. be below decks. Okay, it might be below decks. The rest of the men are probably, right, strung up on hammocks, mm-hmm. like, and just swinging away in, like, the, where the barrels are and whatever else. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, she's she doesn't have to scold her arm, I guess. I mean, she can scold her arm walking down the hall to his room. I'm just saying we should probably look at a blueprint of a schooner, but I'm pretty sure there's no cabins above. All right. Maybe she'll trip over the credenza. She can trip over a rope if you want. Credenza? 
I just like that word. Oh, my lanta. All right. Your dinner, Captain, she said sheepishly. Join me for a while, Peter. Anthony looked pensive. Agatha couldn't figure out what made her want to leave faster. The risk of even further exposure or the grumbling of her stomach after serving dinner to everyone else. She'd even settle for her own food. She noticed that he was still talking. And I just don't know what to make of you, he concluded. Agatha stood up straighter. There's not much to say, sure, sir. I hope I'm an asset to the crew. Anthony's gaze focused on her eyes. Her eyelashes felt as prominent as war paint, and she furrowed her thin eyebrows. I don't doubt that, Anthony said. I just don't know what kind of asset you'll prove to be. Someone like you could be very interesting to a group of sailors. Agatha's mind flashed to some of the more lurid tattoos she'd witnessed on the docks. I'm afraid I don't get your drift, Captain. You may not be experienced, but you're game and you're flexible. There's more to you beneath the surface, a lot more. And I'm not the only one in the crew who'd like to plumb your depths. Seriously, honey? Yeah, he's very pure. <laughs> that doesn't sound pure at all. That's the best. I know. The joke. Yes. I might have killed the joke. You we'll might see. have killed the joke. <laughs> we'll see. We'll only know after you plumb, after I plumb the rest of the depths of this chapter. Mm. Agatha took a step back and pressed herself against the closed door of Anthony's cabin. Had Lobo been wrong about him? You give me ideas, Peter. I'm not a rash man, but something about you gives me a lot of ideas. I just wish I could see inside you. Sir? Agatha no longer cared what Anthony knew, as long as this conversation ended immediately. Pardon me if this is too forward, but I can see a little bit of myself in you. <laughs> Seriously. Dead serious. Oh my god. <clears throat> Anthony, or sorry, Agatha involuntarily kicked her heel against the door behind her. Anthony looked at her with his head tilted slightly sideways. Um, may I ask which part, Captain? Well, I'm also an orphan who found himself at the London docks with no experience and no prospects. I know what it's like to seek adventure as a means of survival and to get in over my head as a young man in a world he can't understand. I hope I can be as good as you as my first captain was to me. He shared his manhood with me and also showed me his hidden depths. He got inside me in a way that nobody has before or since. He saw potential in me, and he drew it out with a soft mouth and a firm hand. I think you may have gone a little overboard. Pardon my pun. No. This joke needed to be killed, and then <laughs> buried, and then set on fire, been, and then sent out to sea. Yeah, taken outside and shot between the eyes. This Just joke for, is old and sick. No, it's, 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 almost, it's almost done. Mm. Relief flooded Agatha, followed closely by a desire to laugh that she could barely contain. The evening sun caught a tear rolling down Anthony's cheek. She finally managed, he must have been a great man, sir. I hope to meet him someday. Alas, my good boy, Henry Tweedle. Did we give him a last name? We must you have. You gave him a last oh, name. Jesus Chapter one. Lord help Saul, honey. All right. Passed away a couple of weeks ago. He died rescuing his crew from murderous pirates. That's why you're here, lad. The best way I can honor his legacy is to serve you the same way he did me. With careful attention, with discipline and tenderness, with the kind of unyielding firmness that will change your life the way it changed mine. Make, your make no mistake, Peter. It won't be easy, but you'll learn things under me that you never imagined. 
I can't I can't <laughs> even respond to that. <laughs> so bad. It's amazing. I was very proud of myself. Uh, you would be. Yeah. Anthony's obvious distress over her captain's loss should have prevented the grin from spreading across her face, but she couldn't help it. She hoped that the shadows in the cabin had crept down far enough. Lobo had been more correct about Anthony than Agatha could have ever imagined. She mumbled her thanks, scurried below decks, and retired to her hammock without dinner. She must about Anthony's shoulders as she drifted into a fitful sleep. Mused. Mused. I always, every time that one gets me. And that, dear listeners, is the end of chapter eight. I feel like the must was really speaking through me when I wrote that. The who? The must. No. <laughs> You're so rude. The must sure was. Make no musk about it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to that chapter. Yeah. If you was... had one eighth as much fun listening to it as I had <laughs> writing it, then you had a great time. And it was a great success. It was really bad. It was really corny this time. Oh, yes. Oh, my Lanta. All right, people. Follow us on social medias. Rom under, I believe. Hopefully, I'll have to correct that in post if it's wrong. Um, and smash that like, re- re- what is it? Like, review, and subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. Is that the thing? Uh, I don't think you can really like something on Apple Podcasts. That's it. Think with, you can. No, you on YouTube you like and subscribe. Oh. On an Apple Podcast, you rate and review. Mm. Those are the operative verbs. Sorry, people. Rate, review, and subscribe. You definitely forgot the socials as well. So we'll have to. We will. No, I, what do you mean I didn't forget? Oh, you I mean don't the think actual Rom things. Under is the name of anything that I'd heard of until now. Yeah, that's our stuff. Really? I'm pretty sure, but I don't okay, know. Well, You're supposed and... to be doing the editing. Okay, well, I'll go edit all the old episodes. <laughs> Whatever it is, you'll have to let me know. Yeah, no, I'm going to like also introduce a lot of updated references in the episodes we recorded months ago. Right. I'll be like, oh, wow, how's that 2021 treating you? Um, no, I mean, you can just leave it. It's fine. I'll be like, go. I've actually already forgotten. Oh, my God. Did the Patriots win the Super Bowl again? No, stupid Tom Brady with his. Oh God, that's right. New the Bucks team one. Yeah, one. yeah. So I'm going to introduce a lot of references to like the Buccaneers. Okay, winning the that Super Bowl. seems why. Um, to deceive people into thinking that we have a consistent recording schedule and that I don't. Well, we have a consistent schedule. Yes. <laughs> Whether or not we follow through on said schedule is a whole other story. And to continue that gripping story. Tune in again next week for Chapter 9 of Romantic Underpinnings. Goodbye, everyone. Adios. Just a quick correction on the socials for that episode. Our Twitter handle is actually at Rom Underpod, not Romantic Underpinnings. It wasn't available. Um, But our Instagram and our website are correct, romanticunderpinnings.com or at romanticunderpinnings. Um, Don't forget to like, subscribe, Uh, rate review and subscribe us wherever you find your podcasts and we hope you liked it and we'll listen to the next one thanks